Welcome back, Rainbow Readers. Do we have a treat for you today? Hello! Welcome! Two of our most popular episodes over the last year, the topic has been witches. And especially sapphic witches. You lesbians really like these witchy books. That's our motto. Lesbians love witches. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I mean, really, anyone can like les... uh, well, anyone can like lesbians, but also anyone can like witches because I'm not a lesbian and I love witches. I so think th- a lot of people love witches. Based on our listening numbers, a lot of the readers out there, our listeners, like witches. And we both really like to read about it. I particularly love to read yeah. about witches. This isn't only about witches, though. It's only not one. only about witches. It's about also... Supernatural. Medium. A, yeah, a medium, which is someone who can speak with the dead or listen to the dead or pos- get possessed, dead. possessed by the dead. So we have two books today, but do we have a question of the day today? We do. Magic. Without further ado, let's introduce ourselves. This is Your Rainbow Reads, a podcast where we discuss LGBTQI plus books and authors. And my name is Holly. And I'm Susie. And the question of the day, one of the books that we're going to talk about today Involves a plot line where an unsuspecting person is visited by someone who's trying to recruit her into a coven. Oh, yes. If someone approached you, let's say in a coffee shop mm. or like at Target or something, and said, Susie, (laughs) I know you didn't know this about yourself, but you're actually a very talented witch. And I want you to join my coven. And we're going to pretend you don't have like a family and children and all this stuff. You're just oh, kind of a person. But I like them. Well, but if you didn't, because okay. you're going to say you wouldn't go because of your family, obviously. Yes, and my cats. But let's say, because this person had a cat, actually. Yeah, and she did. I don't want to really want to give anything much away. <laughs> Nothing she, happened. Nothing happened to the cat. We actually, here's one thing about us that I'll guarantee you. We're not going to recommend a book where an animal is harmed. Fuck no. Actually, we start. I started to read a book like that and i really was into it and then i went onto that website i think i've mentioned it before does the dog die you can also check out whether the cat dies always look on there yeah and i looked on there and i'm not even gonna say the name of the book but the dog fucking died and i was like no thank you i'm gonna finish this book it's not for me you can rest assured on our podcast any book that we recommend which will be the books that we're reviewing are minisodes we haven't read those books so we don't know if an animal dies in those books or not but in the in our reviews yeah we would never recommend a book where an animal's harmed no i would hate it so much okay so back to the question would i leave yeah fuck yeah would you go yes fuck yes first of all it wouldn't take much, number one, to get me to go anywhere. All someone would have to say is, we have a truckload of snacks. And I would immediately go. But what they're going to say is, you're a witch and we want you to come join our coven. And I would say yes. If, okay. I, if I did not have... Look, the witch in this story goes on a road trip, which is one of my favorite things ever. I, I have waxed poetic many times on this show about how much I fucking love a road trip. So and yes. I agree with you. So, yes, I would go. I would say, where do I sign up? And hopefully my powers would be something good and not something crappy. I mean, I think all witches have, like, good powers. No, I mean, good as, like, not... I don't just want to be able to, like, do something not that cool. Oh, okay. 
Like, I would like it to be able to do something really awesome. I mean, you may have to study. Oh. It may have to be like a I little could do that. witch school or something. I could tell. Oh, there used to be a movie. It was a, this little girl went to this witch school. It was so cute. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. One of the reasons I really like this book is because a trend, you know, ever since Harry Potter, obviously. Yeah. Is that most of the time when the people receive these callings, it is children. Yeah. And so the children are being called, you know. Well. This is a grown up. Who's it like, is. Hey. Come to our coven. I mean, and I do agree it is best to start them off young. So if you want to have a powerful witch, you need to start them off young. Or remember, like, in the change, the women were older and they stepped into their power. They weren't exactly witches. And yes, we're talking about the change again. Again. Whatever. Um, but that was also really cool that they came into all of their power. I like when to read books about witches of all ages. Same. I do, too. Perfecting their witchery. But we're actually not going to talk about that book first. We're going to start off with a different one. Do you want to know if I would join the coven? Oh, already. Uh, yes, I do. Okay, but, um, everyone everyone who's listened to a word of this podcast knows that I would join the coven. I, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of human curiosity. I can't yes. resist it. Yeah. I, I mean, would go and see what was happening. The reason I didn't ask, I guess, is because... I everyone already knows the answer. Everyone knows I would join the coven. You would go in a heartbeat. Yeah. You would leave me behind and go join the witches. Yeah. Come live in a house full of witches. I, I can't think of anything better, quite honestly. I mean, it does sound pretty magical. Okay. Get, see what I did there? Ah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the first book we're actually going to start off with is called The London Seance Society by Sarah Penner. This is the book about the medium. Yeah, the medium and seances and like spiritualism back in the Victorian era. And if you didn't gather, this is a historical novel. And it is by the author of a book called The Lost Apothecary, which I read last year. And I was super in love with that book. So how about I started reading this book and I was like, damn it. This is a historical <laughs> fiction. I was so pissed. Because I was I'm, like, we just did this. We did, but... I was whining like a little baby. But then I got into it. And sometimes you have to just go... We we pick a topic. This is the problem. We pick a topic and then we have to fit books into it. Yeah. And I had... I, this was my book of the month pick for, I guess, last month. So I was super excited to read it. Now, this is going to be the first time that I'm going to be a tiny bit of a downer. Don't be a downer. This book took me like 60% to get into. Not me. And that's the funny part about this. Yeah. Because when I first, I was like, Victorian England, 1863, what have I gotten myself into? But then I was like, but Holly, it's got lesbians See, and bisexuals you. and seances <laughs> and ghosties. It's all the things you like. Yeah, you definitely... Um, were hyping it more and I started reading it and I'm just in the interest of honesty because you know what we never dog books on this podcast that's one of our rules and this isn't dog worthy no but I do want to be honest so you just don't think that I'm Susie Sunshine about everything all the time because then that wouldn't be like that is actually what we thought of you okay (laughs) that's mostly true just kidding but I also want to be honest here yeah you should be and I will say, if I was not reading this and had committed to it for this podcast and also spent my hard-earned Book of the Month dollars on it, I would have given up at 50%. Yeah. 
It was 50, I was, <laughs> I came scorching into this book at the very last minute. I just finished it today. Literally at 60%, it turned around and I flew through the last like 40% in like, I don't know, like an hour or something. I was just devouring it because the story was so good. I believe it. I found it to be a very engaging mystery and I really liked the details of the time period. Even Which though is I weird because hate you hate that. Fiction. I mean, I liked all of that. It just, I will say this. If you love a very detailed, slow burn story, this is 100% up your alley. Because that's, I felt like she did a great fucking job describing all of this time period and... Talking about even, like, how women are kind of treated in this time period. Like, all of the language was also very detailed and good. It just, for me, took a bit for it to get going. But as soon as it did, which, like I said, was at 60%, I loved it. I thought it was very good and there was an actual mystery that she didn't get me, which I'm always impressed or she did get me. Yeah. No, she did get me because yeah. I couldn't figure it out, which is awesome because I hate it when I figure out books. There were several parts of it that I thought were a surprise. I thought it was written in a way that really left the mystery like unfolding. Yes, and it kept revealing like little bits at a time, which I also liked that because it was just enough too to keep me like turning the pages, which was awesome. And really cool part was. The epilogue and the end notes where she was, like, giving more descriptions about this time period and spiritualism in the Victorian age was awesome. And there was also two, there was three recipes. Yeah, there was a recipe for, believe it or not, Victorian funeral biscuits or cookies. And you made those. I immediately, okay, so this was, I finished this book on Sunday, it was raining, and so... I read the recipe for the Victorian funeral biscuits, and I was like, I have all these ingredients. I'm making these cookies for Susie. And so I went to the kitchen, and I whipped up a batch. You did whip them up. Now, I will say, if you try the recipe, back off on the liquid, because I feel like there was a little too much liquid in the recipe. Yeah, these were less biscuity. They were very, very moist. (laughs) It looked like, you know, because you use an electric mixer. Right. And at one point, it kind of looked like a bowl of soup. It was like too, I thought, this is way too much water. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and soldier forward. Yeah. Good job. I needed to get the thing done. Yeah. But it, it, I've made shortbread before. I've made cookies. I think it was actually going for more of a shortbread type I love shortbread cookies. They're Well, if you loved it, you, was this like, no. No, this wasn't a shortbread cookie. This was, you said... When you texted me yesterday, you said it was like a ginger snap. And it had were, no snap. There was no snap, but it had the flavor of a ginger cookie. It's so quite, that was good. Yeah, they're good. And I actually decorated them. They were in the shape of little coffins with little crosses on them. And I think the one that I snarfed down um, was a skull. Yeah, so I'm going to put a picture. Yes. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. If anyone is interested in seeing the Victorian funeral biscuits that, that we I got baked, right out of the back of the book. I mean, I made the recipe. There was also a recipe for a funeral punch or something. Um, that it was a liquor recipe. It was a cocktail. Liquor. I didn't make that because of my issues. Right. And then... And also there was a, a recipe for a trick candle. Yes. 
That I would love to make. Now, that looked complicated. That did look complicated. I think I may reach out to our friend at Homebody MN and see if we can get someone to speak to us about this trick candle and if they actually think it would work. That's a great idea. Yeah. Homebody MN, great candles, great book subscription. There you go. Just a little plug right there. Okay. So how many stars did you give this book? I gave this book four stars. I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the the um, interesting recipes and facts in the back of the book. I always like when I learn something from a book, and I feel like I really learned a lot about the Victorian customs of death and how yes. the, they viewed spiritualism. I feel like I learned a lot from this book. How many pride flags? This pride, this book got four, no, I'm going to say five, five pride flags. Yeah, I mean, they're lesbians. Yeah. The main characters are lesbians. And a bisexual, a lesbian and a bisexual. Oh, yes. Um. Yeah, and I will, how many chili peppers hauls? Man. Because I'm going to say this, too. If you don't like spice, you can still read this book. Yeah, you can. But I will say, I was a little surprised at it was a tiny bit spicy. Would you say two? I or would three? say two. I would say two. Okay. Only because of the nature of the spice, it was a little bit um it was not what I was expecting. Let's just say that. It yeah. wasn't as like flowery and rainbowy as you would think. I was very surprised by that in a pleasant sort of way. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah. And it was awesome. And it was really, I thought very thoughtfully done and also sort of true to the time period. Yes, too. I agree. I think that now, was... Now I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Read the book. Because you're right. It was true to the time period and the way it was described. But you were kind of like, did they just say... Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they totally did. They yeah, totally I, was, did. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was definitely taken aback. Yeah. But it was in every good... That was a very, very pleasant surprise. I thought it was good. I also gave this four stars... Actually, I gave it 3.5, but I rounded up to four on the, the old Goodreads. So it got four solid stars from me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I agree about the rest of it. But don't get me wrong. I really loved this book. I thought it was great. I also think it was a little bit not in its favor because I was so in love with The Lost Apothecary. The Lost uh, Apothecary, yeah, see, if you don't know, that. it was her first book. And it was about a person who... Uh, lady who ran an apothecary back in the same time period and she created poisons to kill um bad men and it had like two time periods like two timelines in it and that's completely my jam i love stories like that so i think my expectations were sort of like i guess comparing it to that and this was a totally different story but that was my bad but i really really did like it and one thing you mentioned about this story, it would also be appropriate, like, on a revenge episode, you know? Oh, there, for sure. There was a revenge plot line here. Yeah. And there was also, like, not to overstate it, but a little bit of a Mulder Scully-type dynamic as far as the one person being a little skeptical and the other one being yes. all in. I was like, maybe if you squint a little. But now a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see. That's true. But it had, it had a lot going for it. I like yes. the book. Yes, it was a good book. Hello, Rainbow Readers. We have some super exciting news. We have our first sponsor here on Your Rainbow Reads. Yay. It's a great trans-owned company called Homebody MN, and they are a book box subscription company that sends you a curated box of used books every quarter. You just go on their website and fill out their form with your likes and dislikes. You can even link your Goodreads page to it so 
they know what you've read already, and they will put a box together just for you with an emphasis on minority authors. So cool. So that's awesome. They also sell the best-selling 100% soy wax candles with the most clever names. We even got some, and what was one of them? Ours were Burn the Patriarchy and Let's Try a Matriarchy. So How cool cute. is that? It's so cute. And we have a special coupon code for our listeners to get what? They get 25% off their first box and just go on the website and type in Rainbow25. Yeah, it's the website is www.homebodymn, as in Minnesota, dot com. And let's go support this great trans-owned company. Go get a box. So now we're going to get to our second book, which was, it's Venco by... Cherie Demoline. And we got that pronunciation straight off of the audiobook. Yeah, I don't want y'all thinking we're so saying if it's not correct that like that because we're southern. I'm just gonna say that oh came God. straight off of the audiobook. Yeah, so we're sorry. Yeah. If that isn't correct. correct. Venko, what a story. What a fucking ride. I we love l- it. Loved this book so much. Holy Shit, did I love this book. So this is the book that I was referencing when I asked the question of the day. Because our lovely hero, Lucky. Yes. Someone just pops into her life Mm -hmm. and says, come with me. Right. And Get in. We're going to the coven. I think Lucky was a little less than enthusiastic than either you or I would be. Yeah. Well. She was not as enthused. But I think the reason when you texted me, you're like, you're going to fall in love with Lucky. That is true. But that isn't the character that I fell in love with. I know who you fell in love with. Tell me. Grandma. I did. That grandma has my heart so completely and so wholly. I love her so much. Me too. Holy shit. Because one of my favorite book series of all time in the history of books, and I don't care if it's super basic or whatever, But it is the Stephanie Plum books. Oh, yeah. I fucking love these books. They are my books that if I feel really sad, I go to. And the reason that I mention it is because one of the main characters is Stephanie's grandma, Grandma Mazur. Oh, yes. And she's just like one of the greatest characters to me, like side characters of all time. She cracks wise. She's so funny and so great. And this, the grandma in this book gave me Grandma Mazur vibes, but more wise i think yes like a wiser version of grandma mazur and i fucking loved her she was great she was a really great character it the, was full of great characters the, yeah the ladies from the coven all yeah. of them were like varied and very good characters yeah and there was i i mean obviously the reason that i think i love this book so much was because it was really very much about found family yes and lucky had a very hard knock life yes and her family growing up was pretty trash except for her grandma who she loves very much it it was about found family that's all yeah it had a lovely found family dynamic within the coven and good diversity in the coven it was the i mean it was great diversity and i was i mean i was trying to keep track of how diverse it was and then i kind of lost track a little bit myself but i thought this book was so 
cleverly moved along with the way that the characters found each other. Yes. And with the road trip aspect of the book. I loved the road trip aspect because I love road trips. And I like it when books also are set in several different places instead of just in one static place. Yes. And I also really appreciated the villain in this story was fucking excellent. And I thought the world building in this was very, very clever, too. I thought it was um, very well fleshed out and well thought out. And... You could really hate the villain. You could hate the villain so much. I hated his guts. I hated his guts also. But it's crazy because he also had representation. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's he I can mean, be LGBT and you still hate his guts. Yes. So I actually <laughs> thought that was pretty clever yes. of the author to like because of course we're always rooting for the queer characters. Yes. But this was a villain. And they were also queer, and I thought that was fucking awesome. It is awesome. I thought that was really great. Unless the only character that's queer is the villain, and then we don't like that. Don't no, do we, that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. No. But in this book, there was so much representation. Yeah, it was really very chock full of all kinds of representation. And I tried to keep a list, and I couldn't even. It was five stars for me, five pride flags for me because we had a sapphic couple. Yes. We had transgender witch. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then we had the villain who I think was probably pansexual or something. Yes. I mean, it didn't say strictly, but... No, it didn't You say. could tell... I mean, it it it's, um, doesn't tell, but it shows yeah. in the book. That's correct. So, there's a good tip for you, though, writers. Tell... No, wait. Is it show, don't tell? I think that's it. You could either show, don't tell... I think that's what Or you could tell and show if you wanted to. Oh, tell and show. I mean, it, it as long as you show. You got to show. You're not just supposed to tell. <laughs> I don't know shit tell. about writing, but I do know that you're not just supposed to say something. You're always say, supposed to. Don't just say he was mean. Right. You're supposed to write sh- how mean they were. Yeah. How did they mean do that was, was mean? mean? Yeah, that's good. This was also, there was, I, I feel like there was black representation. Yes. And. This writer, I actually, when I read the writer's bio, I learned a lot about the indigenous people of Canada. Yes. Which I had no clue about. And I love when I learn something from a book. The book didn't really, um, it described Lucky as uh, Metis, M-E-T-I-S. I think it's pronounced Medi. Medi, okay. Because I listened to the audiobook of this. Okay. Which was very good, by the way. Very good. And that you learned the pronunciation from the audiobook, which I appreciate. I did. Now, I mean, they could have been pronouncing it wrong because I actually have, in fact, listened to an audiobook that pronounced a character's name absolutely incorrectly. Oh. In one of the earlier books, the character's name was is Mackay. And they said they, and I had to stop listening to audio because the narrator kept saying Mecky. Oh dear! And it's pretty clearly. And then the next in the next book installment, I listened to that audio book, and they had pronounced it correctly. And I was like, "Whew!" I was like, "Man, you were you did not like pre-check that." Yeah, someone so, needs a whatever the equivalent of an editor is for an audio book. Right, but I liked it because there was a lot of words in this book that I didn't know how to pronounce correctly. 
And that is one thing I do not ever want to be caught doing is pronouncing a word wrong. Well, and here, so here I go. Well, no, I'm just you wouldn't know because you didn't listen. But hopefully the audiobook was correct. And there was a lot of different words that I had never heard, which was awesome. Yeah. And the author is actually um, she is from the Georgian Bay Medi community. So she is a member of that community. Nice. And she's the first Aboriginal writer in residence for the Toronto Public Library. Yeah, this was um, the main character was actually Indigenous Canadian. Yes. So, or not? Is it Indigenous Canadian? Is that what you? That's what I said because that's okay. that's when I was doing my research. That is the the that community is um, described as Indigenous, which was awesome. Canadian. And that the, so that started off in Toronto. Yeah, amazing. And that was a great. Great part. So, how many stars would you give this book? Four stars. Four solid stars from me for Four Venko. stars for you. Five stars from me. Yay! I actually was obsessed with this book. I absolutely loved the audio. I thought the audio was so well done. And as you know, I'm a big fan of audiobooks, friends. And I'd, I was, love, I'd love a second book. Would you love a second book? Oh, yes. I. It's very much set up for a second book. Yeah, I mean, it I could. So I, I will say this. It was a whole story. It stands alone. It definitely stands alone. If that was the end, I will be like, well, damn, that was a damn good tale. But I'd like to hear more. I sure would like to hear more. I, But, oh, yeah, because, I, never mind, I was about to, look at me. I was about to give a little spoiler away. Don't be spoiling. But then I didn't. We don't spoil. No, we don't spoil. But you could definitely have a second book here. I think so. I think so. I think the opportunity is right there. Just take yes. it. So that's what we're going to need you to do. And also, this would make... I say this about every book that I love. It would make a really good movie. I think so, too. I think I love road trip anything, and I like road trip movies. And you know my favorite part about the road trip? Tell me. Where'd they end up? In New Orleans. They did. They did. Okay, I'm embarrassed that I just said it that way. Dear Lord. I'm sorry. That's okay. In New Orleans. How about in New Orleans? Yeah. Do you want me to say it like that? However you want to say it. Yep. Listeners, go ahead That's and just what, at Susie on that one. When you said that to me, though, I was almost like, I'm going to say the wrong thing. But no, I did it. I got it right. You got it right. So, friends, we had two great books, Sapphic Supernatural. How do you like that? I'm loving this title. Yes, indeed. So we had the London Seance Society by Sarah Penner, and we had Vinco by Cherie Demoline. We're going to put a link in the show notes. Of course, we want you to purchase these books from independent booksellers in your community, but if you have to buy from Amazon for any reason, go ahead and use those links and give us a couple of pennies of a your purchase. A few cents. A few cents for our time. And also, if you could be so kind as to leave us a little tiny review or stars on any of the platforms that you may listen to your podcasts on, that would help us so much. And it would help the algorithm to get us, push us out there to more people. We'd love that. We We'd would love so love that. People. If you know a person who likes to read and maybe like to listen to us, share our information with a friend. Yeah. Share on your Instagram. Like subscribe do all those things do all the things yeah and until then we will see you around take care bye